How you guys doing? This is Chris with Now You Know. Before we get started with today's podcast, I just wanted to give a shout out to CCBC Dental Arts Center. I recently had a teeth cleaning done. Uh, my technician's name was Jennifer Clampett. She was spectacular. Uh, very reasonable pricing. I only had to pay $20 as an adult, but they told me senior citizens, $10, students, $10, children, $10. So apparently adults are the only ones that have to pay double. And it was a great experience. My teeth feel sparkly clean. And if you're interested in making an appointment, it is in 7200 Solars Point Road, Dundalk, Maryland. The number is 443-253-8184. Again, she was very professional. My teeth never felt this clean. And for $20, you really can't beat it. Dental hygiene is important, folks. Nobody likes to talk to somebody with bad breath. Get your teeth right. All right. We live. What's up, everybody? It's Zay. Chris. Welcome to Now You Know. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. How is everybody? Pretty good, man. Yeah, football started since last week. Absolutely. It's been a pretty exciting, uh, short, like, couple weeks. Oh. A lot of stuff going on in the media. Yes, a lot of stuff going on in the media, including football-related stuff. Football-related stuff, exactly. My man Antonio Brown. Yeah, you're a Raiders fan. I'm sure sure that hits a little hard. Yeah, it does, man. I was uh, was actually really excited, man, once he, like, you know, converted – you know what I mean? To the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had, like, high hopes, you know, thinking that him and Derek Carr would be a, a wonderful, wonderful combination. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Especially down the field. You could always count on it, AB. You know. Um, but since, you know, he made the decision to leave, I respect his decision. You know, I, I feel I feel a certain way about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, to each his own, you know. He's happy. That's all that matters. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. You just sound like the bigger man. (laughs) I'd have been pissed. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, originally. Yeah, originally I was. So, I love Antonio Brown. Love. There's a little caveat. There's some stuff going on with him. I got to figure out. Yeah. But I remember his rookie year, he returned every piece of fan mail he got. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Every every piece. He, he can't return that much every year, but he said he was writing it for weeks, returning letters. Yeah. And even on Hard Knocks, you saw him opening fan letters. He said he still receives all of them. Opens it all. He, he does put the fans first, and that, that is awesome. That is. I don't know the inner inner workings of what happened between him and Oakland. Uh, Hard Knocks didn't give us any insight if they had it. Um, everything, yeah, everything looked like it was uh, on the up and up on the Hard Knocks, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was really, like fueling into this bro like I just I I felt this man like I was really excited for this to happen you know what I mean yeah I'm sorry for your team yeah. I mean it was like they're gonna be pretty good they, they beat the Broncos yeah yeah they did beat the Broncos man shout out to Derek Carr man he gave me some points on fantasy <laughs> yes call. sir yes sir um so people are speculating about him a little bit they're talking about whether they think he had this in plan all along if there's actually that. something going on with his brain. This mm. dude saying he might be losing his mind. Uh, some of his ex-teammates have commented and said they've never seen anyone go from normal dude to this crazy that fast. Something might have happened. Mm. 
Some people are speculating that hit from that he took from Perfect might have knocked something loose, <laughs> and he was on a team with Perfect. Seriously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's on a team with Perfect in in Oakland. Maybe that there's some animosity there. I don't know. I think he looks crazy. I don't think he was playing. He planned this. I know he wanted to be a Patriot, but uh, I just. I don't know. And now we have the sexual assault allegations that have come out against him. I don't want to be the one to prejudge anything in regards to something like that. But if you read the story, it was hilarious. Yes. And not hilarious. Jesus Christ, not hilarious. But he wrote in the story that something like he was just masturbating while she was in the room. <laughs> and then he finished on her yeah. and apologized. He was like, my bad. And then they had a date later that night. And then she went out with him again a year later. And all three of them she's claiming sexual assault on. Yeah, that, that that whole lawsuit thing, man. Like, do you think that was kind of like just added, you know, as, uh, you know, steam to what's currently going on in the media with Antonio Brown? I would assume so. I think she saw an opportunity and took it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to I don't want to say she's not telling the truth. I don't know enough okay. about her side of it yet. I'm just reading it and, and using my own opinion. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just using the innocent until proven guilty thing. So she may be telling the truth, and I don't want to discredit her. But uh, something about my internal BS radar saying investigate a little bit. Because yeah. I saw something in the story that he tried. she tried to get funding from him for like $2 million, and he turned her down. Mm. So I, I don't know exactly what went down, but there seems to be some some pretty suspicious stuff in that case. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a good take on it. I think too, also, um, not to discredit what has happened, you know, if that is to be true, you know, uh my condolences to her, you know, for that happening to her. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's foul as jacked up if that was true. <laughs> but <clears throat> I just wanna say too that, you know, we can't uh, we can't ignore the fact that um, there are women, not saying her, that falsely accuse people, oh, yeah. you know, for uh, financial gain. Absolutely. You know, and we, we can't discredit, we can't, we can't take that out of the equation as well. You know, I right. feel like for a full perspective on it, we should look at both sides. Yep. And nobody listening or talking is judge and jury. Yep. We're just speculating. Just so speculating. Exactly. We don't know what happened. We're going to let the judicial system work it out. But if she made it up, shame on her. And if she didn't make it up, shame on him. Exactly. But it, it, something's <laughs> off of a man's noodle, I think. I mean, he's off to the Patriots now, man. I Honestly, I feel like that was a wonderful uh, way of, of using social media. You know, I think he used it for his his personal game, you know, for him to, for him to actually, you know, get what he wanted, you know, and, you know, when you're in pursuit of getting what you want, you gotta, you know, he, he bent some things, you know, so he used social media to, to get to where he needed to be. Okay. Okay. And, and people, haters are going to hate. Patriots are the best team in the league and they just got the best receiver. Not at a steal, but at a time where they, they had Josh Gordon. They got him at a discount. And if you saw him play Sunday, which I'm sure a lot of people did, yeah. he looked like a man against amongst the boys. He's just a freak of an athlete. 
Yeah. And now they got Antonio Brown, and if he doesn't get suspended through all these allegations and he plays, they might have the best one-two receiver combo since, like, Fitzgerald and Bolden. I've seen something where uh, uh, Belichick, like, made a text or something like that to Tom Brady and told him that they uh, got Antonio Brown. And uh, Tom Brady offered to his, his place or his house to Antonio Brown while he, you know, got accustomed to New England. I thought that was pretty amazing. I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, though. If I hear how crazy he's been on Hard Knocks, seeing everything I saw, then him going on social media and flipping, I'm not inviting a stranger with those antics in the mouth. Sorry, I got to make sure you do this right before I just let you stay with yeah. I don't know, man, but I just know, you know, he's got a lot going on, man. Uh, you know, just a lot in the media. I, I think, you know, as long as he flies under the radar, he should be good, man. You know, just do his due diligence at, at, in New England. Mm-hmm. You know, pay his dues, put in the work, learn the, the plays. You know, I think he'll I think he'll do fine. I think he's going to get a Super Bowl is what I think. He's uh, also, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, can, you, you know. A.B. and Tom Brady? Like, come on, man. Yeah, you not root against that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, speaking of which, speaking of Patriots fans, uh, a mutual friend of ours. Yes. Hannah. Hannah. Shout, shout out to Hannah. Man, shout out to Hannah. Asked if we would talk about September 11th. Yes. So, today is September 11th. This podcast isn't going to drop till the spooky Friday the 13th, but... <laughs> so we can talk about that too, maybe a little bit, but yeah. So September 11th, I mean, today is in remembrance of one of the nation's, if not the nation's, biggest tragedy. I know Pearl Harbor's up there too, but it's it's been an interesting day, really. I see some of the feeds, you know, all the remembering 9/11, but so much time's passed. I don't know if it still holds the same weight as it did in 2003. Mm. I mean. 2001. Yeah, okay. 2001, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. So, I mean, what do you think? Um, honestly, um, okay, first and foremost, let me say uh, a moment a moment of silence. Let us, us, you know, a moment of silence for 9-11, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think, oof, man. It's such a big day, man, where it changed the course of American history that uh, it kind of uh, it made people more aware, I guess, of terrorism and terrorist acts and everything else to the point to where it kind of has a uh, like a lingering effect, I guess, over American society nowadays. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell, like, you know, people just kind of seem tense when they're, you know, out in public and engaging in, you know. I guess transact daily transactions with other people out in public. It just doesn't seem as authentic anymore. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm getting to my point. I'm okay. just saying that uh, it, it's had a, a negative effect on society. Nine eleven. Okay. And I think the positive from it is that we were able to come together um, in such a uh, amazing way to the point to where. We put aside our differences, differences of color, uh, you know, skin tone, uh, nationality, uh, religion, uh, political views. We put all that stuff to the side 
you know, you've seen George Bush, you know what I'm saying? Uh, former President George Bush, you know, in that rubble, you know, dust, ash and stuff like that flying everywhere, you know, meeting up with those firefighters. It was just a sad day, man. And um, the public ser servants that are out there, you know, shout out to them, too. I was a firefighter as well. I just think that, you know, I have a closer like feel for it. You know what I'm saying? Being a firefighter or a former firefighter and military, too. And military as well. It just kind of, uh, I don't know, it hits home uh, once you realize the significance of 9-11. Right. Um, and, that's how I feel about it. And yeah, I think about it now. I can, re I, most people that remember can remember the day, what they were doing when it happened, when they found out. And I can remember getting home from middle school with my friends and just sitting on a hill and talking about how crazy it was. And for us to have that big of a realization of something in middle school, for all of us to just sit on a hill, we were quiet, we put us on a weird mood, like a bad mood. I, and now we're, we're a little older, so kids that are, you know, 10 years younger than us, they're not going to remember these experiences so it's almost like the generation of people that lived through it and can remember the experience are older generations. So I would say probably like 21 and older, maybe yeah, somewhere around there. But it, it's, it was crazy. Like you said, I can remember that night they did a visual for like the whole neighborhood, probably the whole country. We were holding hands with strangers. Just, it was crazy. And I, it's a unity I've seen through the country that I don't think, We'll, be, we'll ever meet again, honestly, especially with how, tough, how divisive everything is now. I was just wondering, I was going to ask you, honestly, yeah. if if something similar to that happened today, do you think it would have the same impact? I don't know, man. Honestly, I feel like uh, that's a really good question to ask, man. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I guess with the, the way things are uh, separated, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like things are connected, you know, beneath the surface, you know, as far as, like, there there is still a network of people that, you know, still care for each other and, you know, want, you I know. the majority of The majority of, you know, there there's still good people out there. Like, most people are good people. All you have to do is just go up and talk to them, you know, right? You know, typically, right? Mm hmm um, not everybody's like a bad person, you know, and but will it have the same effect? Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, everybody could come together I, on social media, but yeah. that's not even hard. Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. So to that point, no, because people would unite behind social media versus actual, like, physically in place. That's a good point. Yeah, so we are in a different time now where, like, everything is behind the screen, you know, like, physical action is no longer required, right. you know, so it's like, yeah, to, to answer your question, no, it won't be the same, it, or it'll have a different effect, you know, uh, if it were to happen today. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just insane to think about, and anybody that can remember the day understands what I'm talking about, just the, the, the week or two afterwards where... We were all Americans at the end of the day. We weren't Republicans, Democrats, black, white, Jewish, Christian. We were just Americans. Like someone came to our house and took the lives of our people mm. 
and we found something that we could unite behind. And although the feeling of losing fellow Americans to such a tragedy, it, it rung deep and it was heard through the country, the feeling of unity and self-pride and the fact that we were Americans was a beautiful thing. And <laughs> I don't know what could bring the country to that feeling again. And it sucks that it had to come from such a tragedy. But if there is a way that we could do that as a country through something positive as opposed to something negative, like we are Americans, we are together. All problems are our problems. It would just, I think that would make the country amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I just, you know, I hope that there, you know, one day there will be something, you know, in a positive manner that will attract people to 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 do something, uh, you know what I mean? Like instead of like in a negative way, like have something like a, 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 I don't even know how to explain it, man. Just like something that will just, I don't know, increase society in some, some form or fashion. Like, you know, I just wish it was something like that that could you know what it's gonna be? Yeah. Aliens. Aliens? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> wait till September 20th. Yeah. They find the aliens, we're all gonna be Americans again. Yep. <laughs> I know, man. That's crazy. That's how many days away? That's 10 days away? Yeah, wait, nine. Nine days away. Yeah. Yeah, man. You you excited? You going down there, right? I'll be there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm not not rating, but I'll be there, yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm excited to see how Vegas is in that state. Absolutely, bro. I think uh, I think you're gonna have a wonderful time out there. You know, regardless of the, you know, the aliens, you just gonna have a good time. Oh, Vegas. Vegas is awesome. You know Vegas is awesome. Yeah. All right. So you go to Vegas. Yeah. We're off track. Yeah. So first thing you do aside from your family and stuff, first fun thing. The do. first fun thing I do, um, I drive down the strip by myself. Okay. Yeah. See the lights. Yeah, man. I go down the strip by myself and. Um, I make a little like detour by like my grandma's house or something. You know what I mean? Drive down by my old neighborhood just okay. to like reminisce. reminisce. Okay. Yeah, cause it's like I don't know. That was the source, man, of like where everything was. You know, my, my origin. So it's like I find inspiration in that every time I go home. So that's fun for me. That's what I, the first thing I do. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. And you you were in Vegas for nine eleven? I'd imagine. Yeah, I was in Vegas for 9-11, man. Um, I was in the sixth grade. I was in middle school, too. Okay. Um, I remember coming home. Uh, I was living in Summerlin at the time. Shout out to Summerlin and Johnson Middle School. Uh, yeah, I was coming home on, on a school bus, you know, like a regular day. Didn't really think much of it. I got off the bus. I walked down. Um, I walked I walk home. I get get home. My mom, she's standing outside of the driveway, and she's like, "Isaiah, you need to hurry up and get inside." I run inside, and then I'm like, "What's going on, mom?" She was just kind of like frantic a little bit, and she showed me the TV screen. And when I looked on the TV screen, I seen the two buildings, um, you know, in smoke. And I was just like asking my mom, kind of confused because I never seen that before. And I was saying like, you know, like you know. Why is it burning? You know what I mean? Like, what? what is this? Like, what's what's going on? And she said, uh, you know, maybe a, a plane just crashed into these, you know, into this building. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, some people have died or, you know, are possibly going to die. And right then and there, I just felt like, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I felt 
I felt a little bit of like my childhood just kind of leave a little bit. And I, I matured um, in a sense because I realized that uh, the difference between good and evil, you know, by seeing that. And um, yeah, it just kind of like was a weird stage in life, I guess, that at that particular point in time. And I just felt the shift, you know, where where things were, you know, kind of like super bright, you know what I mean? To kind of dim a little bit, okay. you know, if that makes any sense. I get you, yeah. Because I, I, I just, I had a hard time trying to uh, uh, make logic out of it, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was confusing. So that's what happened to me, you know, on that day, you know, that's where I was at in that particular point in time in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, it was just a sad day, man. Yeah, I, I can remember, I was in seventh grade, um, similar, very similar. So when I get home, I mean, there's a time difference. So yeah. I was in school like midday when it happened. They actually let us out of school early. Right. And then, um, and like I said, we were just sitting on the hill with my friends looking, talking, kind of just thinking about it. And I could remember an overwhelming sense of anger. Mm. Like, because they knew it was an act of terror. They assumed it was from another country. We weren't quite sure at that point who perpetrated it. But it was like, just from being a kid and just being so angry about something. It's interesting. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, who comes to my country and does something like that? And it's interesting, too, because things like that happen all across the world all the time. And people, yeah. people don't pay it the respect I think it deserves. Like, people don't even look at it as significant because it doesn't really affect them. Mm. September 11th affected us. That's why it it affected us. Yeah. Like we could relate to it because it directly affected our feelings and what we went through. But other countries across the world go through stuff like all the time and people cho choose to ignore it because it's easier. And I don't blame them. I mean, if you worried about every bad thing that happened, you would be in a really, really bad place because bad things happen so frequently. But they do. And you know, uh, that's the thing that's, you know, I guess a hard thing to grapple with for, for most, or, I, I wouldn't even say most people, but just people in general is just, you know, understanding that there is good and then there is evil, you know, and then bad things happen to good people, too. You know, what I mean, you got to understand that yep. and that, you know, nothing in this world is is perfect, you know, you know, and everything is constantly changing, you know. So it's, it's like you have to uh, stay in a st state of or try to stay in a state of uh, readiness and acceptance, you know, and I think that that's helpful. And moving forward. And, and understanding, too. I mean, yeah. I get that it's hard to explain or try and justify anyone's actions and, and when they're this horrific. Yeah. And there really is no justification for it. But yeah. something happened. I could remember seeing pictures of little kids in Iran and Iraq wearing September 11 t-shirts, almost celebrating the event and thinking, why do they hate us so much? And it has, it, it has your mind wonder, like, what did we do to the rest of the world? Yeah. And then you start digging and you start finding things out. But it's just things are so much bigger than you can realize. It's crazy. Um, but I was going to ask if something similar to that happened today, would you join the Army? Do you think people would join the Army? Because I remember when it happened, man, everybody was, like, everyone was just ready to enlist and go, go, uh, Get some, get some revenge for our country. Um, unfortunately, I think no. Um, I think the reason being is 
I, I've, I've listened to other podcasts, uh, like recently, where there was a, a I want to say a an army uh, recruiter, and he was he was just basically saying that um, that it's hard it's hard to like retain people like uh, you know people to to stay qualified you know to enter in, the, in into the recruiting process and to stay qualified they usually lose their qualification before they even get a chance to make it to boot camp. You see, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I guess just, you know, DUIs, just, you know, oh, convictions, okay. you know, th- things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like increased over time. Okay. And, uh, you know, with this new, I guess, generation, um, I don't know, man. It's like a mixed bag. Like some of us like really are like about it. And then some of us, you know, would rather just kind of like chill at home yeah. and like play Xbox and video games. You know what I'm saying? Like after work. I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a good thing would be balanced, but it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, exactly. I feel like that's even more so in today's society. I don't think there will be as much people ready to enlist okay. if something like this were to happen again. I think there would be, um, I think, a more of a state of panic versus, you know what I mean? More, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. readiness. This is what scares me a little bit. Yeah. If something like that happened today, I feel like a lot of people in our society would blame America for it. Mm. Uh, yep. And, uh, I see that too. Right. Like, I get what they did was wrong, but if America would have never done this, it never would have happened. Yeah. And that's just a diff- completely different mindset than 2001 when it happened. So um, protests for just about everything now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, then, and that just the reason I asked is, <sighs> yeah. With technology these days, obviously needing foot soldiers is becoming less and less. We have drones and automated equipment that can perform the military tasks we need without actually endangering people's lives. Obviously, that's the ultimate goal. Or not have conflict at all is probably the ultimate goal. But to not have to put soldiers' lives at risk. It's just it's interesting to see the way technology is changing things. Because growing up where I grew up, Soldiers were always the hero. Cops were mm. always the heroes. Firefighters were always the heroes. Mm. Cops, unfortunately, through social media and some of the things that have been exposed recently, have got a pretty bad rap. People don't seem to trust the police anymore. And, and that's tough. Uh, imagine wanting to be a cop because you want to help people, and then people hate you for wanting to help people. That's just, it's a, it's a really tough mindset to have. Mm. I, I feel really feel for the police officers. Firefighters, I think, still have the same reputation they always have. Yeah. But soldiers, I think, <laughs> it's almost like if you were a soldier, then you did it because you wanted to go hurt people instead of help people. Almost like back in Vietnam when they hated the soldiers for going to Vietnam, but it, it, it wasn't the soldiers' fault. That was the country deciding that we needed to be in that conflict and just listening to orders. Yeah. Basically, but I mean, you know, I feel like every group has a bad bunch too. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but you know, that's yeah. I'm not. I'm not defending. I'm not defending why the world feels the way it does. I'm just simply viewing how the trends are going. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine what would make anybody in this world want to be a police officer right now. The pay is not good. The danger is through the roof, and. You're not even a hero anymore. Yeah. If you think in your head what makes someone want to be a police officer, 
you would assume that either they're power hungry, like they want to hold a gun and have that power over somebody, mm. or they got it in, and if they're corrupt, they can make a better business for themselves. Mm. And that's just, it's just a shame that that's the way it's thought of. Yeah. I mean, but you got to look at the, the I guess, the, the historical ways of people being viewed, you know what I mean? I guess with interactions, you know what I mean, with, with certain communities, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah, so it's like the paradigm. I get what you're saying. The paradigm or the thought process of understanding police officers in today's society is thought of as a uh, uh, as an enemy versus uh, a friend. Yeah, 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 it's crazy, and it sucks that it has to be that way because in a lot of cases there are corrupt police officers. There, there are or cops that are serving their self interest over the interest of the community, mm -hmm. and I've seen it. But it's it, just like you said earlier; it's not everybody. But they're not going to make a movie about a cop that did the right thing. Yeah. And if they do, it's going to be die hard or something so outrageous, you know, it's just an action flick. Yeah. It, it, but if a cop is corrupt and he, he does something terrible, that's the stuff that you're going to see. Exactly. So it, it's just, it's just really interesting. And if you're a little kid out there and you want to be a police officer, be a police officer, please. Absolutely. No wrong with protecting the cops. No wrong with protecting the community. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like, you know, um, Every every police officer that that you know serves or you know desires to serve should know and understand their community that they're policing. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I think I think that should be a requirement too for them to to know and understand their community and and have like some sort of like community relation involvement. You know, what I'm saying to show like, all right, like this is what we do. This is how we conduct things. You know, just to have a mutual understanding and relationship. I think that'd be positive. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, so this one, you know. Oh, is it 30 yeah, minutes? Yeah, I think so, yeah, on the computer. Okay. Yeah. Good. Are you good? Are you good? Um, yeah. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had a, a, a blast uh, talking, you know. I mean, it was a, yeah, a, a, lot few, of a few range of topics. Yeah. A range of topics. I think it was, was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we had the sound for September 11th. Yeah. So, get some perspective in there. Absolutely. It's always great talking with you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Uh, this was, like I said, Hannah asked us to talk about this. If anybody wants to hear us discuss any topics, please comment, like, anything you need. Yeah, please do. We appreciate you guys for listening. Um, again, <laughs> we said that we were going to do the visual content. We will be doing the visual content. All right, this is Now You Know. Peace.